is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise. Nice to have your company on the Sounding Board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. Episode 28, Series 8, Tuesday morning of this particular week. And it's a Tuesday morning after a famous Australian sporting victory on the Monday the night before, Hachi. I say hello to you, the Matildas, through the last eight. Hello, Damien. Nice to see you. Are you buying in? Yes, you I'm are. all in. I'm all in. I, I completely shut down my night last night. I woke the dog up with the second of the two goals Australia scored by way of uh, shouting and screaming. So, no, absolutely. Your dog's going to sleep early. She can sleep and she can yeah. snore at night. But uh, um, Mary Fowler, I've got a new favourite sports person too. You bought into are, the... are you into Mary Fowler? Wonderful game last night. I saw the paper rated her game eight and a half out of ten. Oh, but I would have given it ten. Seventy-five. I know, I know nothing about soccer. Seventy-five thousand on a Monday night watching the Matildas yeah. take us into the quarterfinals. It's captured the imagination of the country, hasn't it? Hasn't yeah, it, it has. And, and um, Saturday will be magnificent. And there was a another game, Nigeria England, which did it get forty-six thousand? Was that at Suncorp that one last night as well? I didn't see that one, but I think the crowd was full house there as well. It's been. Uh, an extraordinary success. It's, the public have bought into it. The Matilda's going deep. And I, I think it'll leave an enormous legacy behind. I think it is empowering a whole new mm. wave of fans and athletes. The crowds are very different. They're different in tone and in voice and in nature. And mm. it's been magnificent. You're on air. I, I have not seen one second. And I will catch up on your show today, Footy Classified. But that's that's where I was at last night, headspace-wise. Normally Monday nights, you, you at least across what's being said footy-wise. I had no real interest in it, given the Matildas were on. It took you a while to get here, to be fair. We were talking about the Matildas for a couple of years. And you were a bit, oh, I'll see how it goes. And no, 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 anyone no, going to no, turn no. up? And... Okay. Ha- Jane, how long have we gone today with this today? About 90 seconds? Two minutes. Stop misrepresenting. Stuff, Hutchie. I've never said that. I've ne- we, we, we've never talked about them until we just weren't quite sure that it was going to be the big success that it is. And it's good I, to I, see I've come never around. said anything other than I cannot wait for it to be here. So, so don't don't it's good start. To see you come no, around. no. As of right now, you are not to be doing that. All right. You can stop your crap about how you you try and bring me into this stuff just to suit your own narrative. So no, I you, never said it. No, no. You have these conversations with other people, not me. You do. I, I love the fact that you get on board when you see it in front of your own eyes. Yeah, which can, I was looking forward to it once yep. I knew it was coming to Australia. Yeah. See, there's some taking out the trash on the weekend amidst all this, wasn't there? What about the member for Ringwood? Will uh, Fowles, are you going to name him? Is it Will Fowles in Victoria? Yeah. Who was uh, stood down by the government. But that was put out in the heart of the weekend, during a, I reckon during a Matilda's game on the weekend it might have been. <laughs> so it was a Saturday evening drop, and, and we've got our listeners all Saturday over Saturday evening drop. T- taking out the trash. Obviously serious issues. We're not talking about the issue itself. We're talking about the release of the public information on it. Saturday night dropped from a Thursday night incident. Yeah, buried yep. in the deep of the night. Yep. Not enough time for the Sunday papers to do the investigative stuff around it and hoping it just slides through a little bit. Uh, it hasn't been a uh, – well, it's been a high-profile month for the state government. It hasn't haven't been many things that have gone their way in the last month. And that might be a by-election now, which will make it even worse. But Hang on. Are you, are you turning against Dan? You, you've always supported Dan. No, I, haven't, I have not offered a, a view one way or another. Well, you, uh, but you would, it would be fair to say it hasn't been – a favourable news cycle for Dan over the last month. Would that be fair to say? What, what else are you adding to the uh, the equation there? Well, it was quintessential take out the trash timing. Yeah, but what else are you referring to when you say it hasn't been a great month? Well, they've had the Commonwealth Games to deal with. They've had uh, half a dozen... He's, he's cancelled train lines. He Media issues that have been hard to get on top of, so yeah. There, there were two train lines to the growth areas, which he promised in the election, and now he's just... Uh, we're not doing that now. Yep, and those stories... Government blowouts. Those stories are going to get more and more oxygen. And have you noticed the... The uh, news limited columnist now. There's a there's a new wave of 
Andy Dan's emerging. And you wave. Yeah. It's been a tsunami for, for five years and they haven't landed a blow on him. I know, but there's a whole new raft of the next next person in coming through. Yeah. A few political point scorers coming through. They, they haven't they haven't landed a blow. Well they haven't, but this this is um starting to add up a little bit on him. So they're uh, classic take out, take out the trash moment and respect for the timing. All right, a couple of media moments to to deal with. We've got a hot mic thing we'll get to in a moment, Hutchie. I just want to oh, we've throw... Got a problem here. We've got a problem here. We've got a problem here. We had a problem here a couple of years ago on this show um, for, with a hot mic. But I haven't put this... Uh, this is not in this running sheet and it's, and it's on mine, but I've got this audio and I wanted you to hear it for the first time okay. live, live on the sounding board. So this is a, a throw, Tim Watson reading the sport, to Mitch Cleary. In breaking news, Gold Coast star Took Miller has just been suspended over a shock on-field incident. Returning to Mitch Cleary and Mitch the AFL, they took their time over this one. Well, Tim, after a five-day investigation... So, did you pick up why I wanted to play that to you? Because he went to go with the Chief. Chief! (laughs) (laughs) And he corrected himself late. We go to... uh, Mitch Cleary. <laughs> it's done then, isn't it? Don't give it's him done. out the chief too early. It's done. Yeah, wasn't that... Someone sent us a photo saying that live cross was about 100 metres away on the boundary from each other. No, there's another one. Oh. Um, someone, someone, I sent, I did send that one through. Someone, one of, one of our listeners was at the game, yep. um, this would have been Friday night, Essendon playing Bulldogs, and you'd like this too. Tim Watson on the ground, on the boundary line at Marvel Stadium, throwing to still chief footy rider Tom Brown, 20 metres away. And the photo shows there may be 25 metres of distance between Tim. Why wouldn't you just do it together? Well, I think Channel 10 wrote the book on this. Let's cross live into the newsroom to Rob Waters, who's eight metres away <laughs> behind a one of those fake backdrops with all the TVs in there. So TV news are obsessed with doing more live crosses, and it doesn't matter now where the person is. Wouldn't you do it together? It's all about the pageantry, Damo. It's about how you dress the news up, not about actually what's happening in the background. It's about... It's being seen to be there or being perceived to be there. Even if but the nothing... public knows what's going on, don't well, they? Or do they bother? Do they check? I'm not sure yeah. they do. Yeah. The um the AFL logo at Docklands there. Yes. That, <laughs> any any story. Even, one about a club, one about an official, yep. one about a fixture, one about a sponsorship. That's the that's the go to back Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean my day, you actually could only get the link van into certain spots. Oh yeah. So you had to like particularly Channel 10, where the tech was a little limited at the time. So you had to be a bit inventive and change your backdrop, like two metres or three metres. Change look, like, look like you're somewhere different yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about hot mics. We may as well keep rolling with the uh, with audio from moments since we last spoke, Archie. Now, we had a hot mic moment. We talk about it regularly. Fortunately for us, nothing was said that uh, was going to change people's lives. We weren't sure that at the time when we realised we had had a hot mic, but but... There was another hot mic moment uh, in Adelaide during the week. We're getting a bit of balance off the abs and the cross. You can have a balance off one of these six bad boys. I did in your cross. All that was amazing. Very important page paper out the back of your pump crack all the time. I'm not sure if you picked that up, but it sounded clearer actually when we were listening to it before it went to air. But there's a reference to to pecs and a and a something to do with a butt crack at you. All before a press conference or a media conference last week in Adelaide. That was Theo Duropoulos, the, the great Theo Duropoulos there from Adelaide. So what's happened? So press conferences have become the new frontier of hot mics because uh, newsrooms are crossing into them earlier than they... Yes, they're uh, setting up. They're setting up. They're yeah. taking the raw feed earlier into news. There's uh, subscriptions like Sky TV and others that go there early. 
And there's journalists in the room who don't know that they're necessarily being broadcast who carry on like pork chops. <laughs> And it's all innocent, and there was there was a, there was a problem there, but no real problem at all. I reckon Theo knew what he's doing. By the way, I think he, there was a point of that where he was actually pointing to the six pack. Oh, no, I think he's pretty happy himself. No, Theo. Surely not. Yeah, there's an old rule in media: if the microphone is in the room, presume it to be. Well, on. we know that, but you and I got caught. No, we didn't actually get caught. We're no, we're setting up a show. You, you were you were remote, and as we learned on this hot mic moment, you're on a boat in the with Sundays. Weren't we? <laughs> Weren't you? <laughs> I didn't know where you were. <laughs> we were just setting up for the show, trying to make some real small talk as, yep. as, uh, as we were just about to hit record. And um, unbeknownst to us, it was going to on the trade radio feed there for a good... Oh, no. I re- you, yeah. have to, you have to run me over it again. I remember it. I remember it well. I remember that feeling of angst. Oh, what about when we... The, the, about the 10 minutes or 15 minutes when someone listened back to it, and gave us the all clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like being in the steward's room there for about 15 minutes. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what about that? This was sent in by listener Luke Papadoulos. Not Papadoulos. Yep. Danny Wilder, who's, as we know, is the best frame in merchant <laughs> in the country, yep. has done a sit-down with Peter Volandis, right? Now, this is, this, this is the – we'll share this on our socials. This is the expertise of the framer. <laughs> Danny Wilder is the frame Weedler, Hutchie. I think it's – I'm pretty sure it's Weedler. So for starters, he's, I recognise that boardroom. That's the racing New South Wales boardroom, right? Right. He's commandeered the entire boardroom. <laughs> Point one. He's given them two chairs, he and PBL. He's put, he's done a two-camera shoot because he had to maximise framing in time. So one camera's not going to get this done. I've got PBL because you've got to get at least a background shot of PBL in the, in the shot somewhere to complement the shots of him. And then he's gone the over-the-shoulder shoot by two. Oh, I think it's only the one camera. It's just that what you've seen. Oh, no, it could be two. Oh, I think it's a two. Yeah, it's a two. Yeah. He's, taken, he's gone the two-camera shoot. <laughs> so he's had to go to the chief of staff and say, listen, I know you only normally get one around here, but I'm going to be framed in like you've never seen before in the PBL interview today. He's got comedy the whole boardroom to look powerful himself. He's still the best, Danny, at this, isn't he? And at best, you can see an outline of Peter Volandis in the interview. <laughs> the rest of the interview focuses entirely on Danny. It's unbelievable framing. Unbelievable framing. You actually were the master at this craft. I ne- never... Re- it's just that we didn't have social media no, to... No, I was, Jim Wilson was the master of my era. I never rose to his levels and I've never risen to Danny's levels. Oh, don't, don't undersell yourself yeah. in, in any way. Um, let's probably hit a, hit a serious topic. And you were quoted on this uh, in the Herald Sun yesterday. Your views on Matty Lloyd yes. and, the, and the Halebury situation. Yes. For those who aren't familiar, for those who don't live in this, uh, this, uh, this bubble that is Melbourne, um, this sickening bubble that is Melbourne regularly, but... Matthew Lloyd, famous footballer, coaching a private school team here in Melbourne by the name of Haleybury College, secured the the premiership of 2023 two weekends ago. Celebrated that particular occasion by accepting the invitation to a gathering of students from the, at the house of one of the parents of the students, alcohol being consumed. You, you were really strong on this. I was, and t- to be fair, I didn't. I wasn't aware of the Tyzantuck investigation at the time I made those comments. So just to park that to the left for a moment, that allegation doesn't sound uh, good at all, and, and uh, needs to be investigated thoroughly. And uh, whatever happens there happens, and, and should happen. So that's that's um, that's unsightly in the whole thing. Leaving that out for a moment, if it can be left out, because we don't know the outcome of that police investigation. Yeah, I just felt for him because. He's, I felt for him, yeah. He's the coach of a young group of men, 
presumably 17, 18 and 16-year-old men. He's done a fantastic job shaping them. I've been along and watched him play during the year and seen the impact he's had on that group, the parents, the way he's brought the team together. It's a school's not famous for its football program. He's been able to build something of worth and of self-esteem and you can see how it has galvanised a group of young men who want to be better and to be part of an interconnected school. And I, I firmly believe that you, as a parent, can parent in a manner that you see fit. So if a group of parents had a gathering and if they had some of their sons there and if they chose to um, have a I – don't, I don't know what happened or didn't happen at the party, but uh, that's um, their business, uh, not school business. And I don't know what else – I mean, if he, he's not a drinker, Matthew. Yeah. He doesn't drink. So he'd be called in to acknowledge the win. And he's squeaky clean. Should he be tarred with the brush of staff attending and all those things? Like, I just I thought it was um, out of step with um, common sense. Yeah, I, I did too. And and I, I get the, the the need for a school, though, to, to obviously have pretty strict protocols around other staff. Now, other staff, I believe, just reading the stories that have been published elsewhere, were in attendance. And I do feel it's an issue for full-time staff members of of said school to have to abide by those rules and regulations because alcohol and, and, and underage drinking, it's not something that, that, that any school can can go off. Where, where the wiggle room was and where, where the ambiguity is, is in it, is Matthew Law is not an employee of Halebury College. He's paid, well, I'd imagine he's paid or at least there's a form of payment for him to provide his time and skill set to coach a group within the college system. I'm I'm with you on the. It's a private gathering at that point. I I don't look at that as an official school business, but the school's got rules it needs to abide by too. Yeah, but it wasn't a school function, and you know I'm not. Um, I don't know whether there was alcohol consumed or not. I know it. No, well, let's assume there was. Yeah, well, but, but, yeah, and there was. Perhaps there was, and perhaps they were the kids who were old enough, and perhaps they weren't. I don't know. Wouldn't be the only house in Melbourne on, on know, Saturday, the Saturday night in question where yeah, alcohol was consumed I, by underage people. I don't support that, nor do I support um, by any means giving kids something to drink it, as, as parents. However, what I'm supportive of is just the act of Matthew. Like if he calls in and says hello and thanks he's for invited. the He's invited, yeah. yeah. And, and it wasn't he's as not, far as I've He's not necessarily it. endorsing what happens in the room. He's just merely calling past to pay his respects to the season. So yeah. I felt for him. And what, I, the what other it, thing I felt for was, like it, I didn't think it needed to be handled as, handled as publicly as it was. Oh, Hutchie, you know how it works. Well, how does what it did you work? think it was just going to go away? Yeah, but the, well, the, I'll tell the school, like they were on the, on, the, on the offense, they were putting out press releases. and Oh, you're talking about the school side of it. Yeah. Did they need yeah. to be as um, well, I reckon if you public had a, on it? If you, if you had a... Um, a spin doctor in at that at those early stages of the meetings who who had a full grasp. This is just my take on the outside. I don't yeah. know what they might have for all I know, yeah. but this would be my take. If you had a spin doctor who, who who was wired into the town, the way Melbourne, the incestuous Melbourne football landscape we live in, yep. if you're in on that meeting at the very outset, okay, um, and look, you often um, do this role play thing. Let, let, let's role play it without making a joke of it. The next morning, you're aware of a gathering of of staff. Um, parents, children, the coach of the footy club. You get caught into that crisis meeting, and it is a crisis meeting once it's out there, so to speak. And again, let's remove Ty Zantuck from this. But the moment you've got Matthew Lloyd's name in that story, I think your management of it would, would take a different path for, for, for the very reason that it is Matthew Lloyd. And I reckon the very reason it is Matthew Lloyd is the only reason we're still talking about it nearly a week after it happened. Yeah, and it's possible that they were aware of the Ty Zantuck um, allegations and therefore assumed it was going to become 
a bigger thing and thought they'd yeah. get ahead of it on that basis. So that's just shifted my but, thinking but standing, a little bit. But standing already down, and then, again, I'm reading this secondhand, but I, I, I believe what I'm reading, and then reinstating him 48 hours later, why, why stand him down anyway? I mean, why not get through that part of it and and have your policy on on that? Yep. And and then, Hutchie, then you get to the, the coverage, and there was the perfect media storm in so many respects. The story breaks publicly on the Friday just gone, uh, let's go with, say, 2 or 3 p.m., and Matthew Lloyd works for Channel 9. So you, then you've got the host broadcaster, Channel 7, leading its bulletin with it, with Peter Mitchell, the, the newsreader, standing up at the plasma, headline behind him, headshot of Matthew Lloyd, drinking scandal. Well, you think it was point scoring against nine? Oh, will you tell me what no, it was. No, I don't think it was. I just think it was a... Well, I don't think Channel 9 covered it the same way, Hutchie. I just think it was a... Uh, Sexy is not the right word, but I think it was just one of those stories that you could beat up and dress up because drinking of the scandal, size of the identity of, of all the people's headshots I'd expect yeah. to see under that headline no. as the lead item <laughs> at six oh one with Peter Mitchell standing up at the screen was was that one? Yep. If you said to, if you said list a hundred thousand people we think might be in a drinking scandal this year, you wouldn't have had Matthew in the conversation. No. Yep. You want to move off that? You, you don't think it was a Channel Seven thing? Uh, not necessarily. Um, I, I do. Oh, they, they ended up running audio from what we had joked on the Footy Classified and Sunday Footy Show about yeah. Lordy having a few Bacardi bruises. Yeah. You, yeah. You, well, you don't reckon that's... Well, I, I think it is. You reckon is. they would have done it the same way if if it was Tim Watson? No. Do you reckon they would have a drinking scandal with Tim? Tim no, Peter I understand your point. What, what I, think, I don't have an issue with it. I reckon Nine probably could have done the same thing if it was the reverse. And, and the Herald Sun, yeah. I think, had the front page pitch. So what tends to happen is... If they're from the competitor, it gets an extra ten or twenty percent, and or, it, or seventy or eighty, depending on how motivated you are on the subject. <laughs> I think I actually think that because he's such a good person and got such goodwill, that it didn't get the full mix master. No, it didn't get the full mix master. There's nowhere to take it. Um, but and then when when they're one of yours, it does get watered down. Well, okay. Well, just let me back ask you that question again. If it was Tim Watson, if it was Hamish McLaughlin, if it was James Brayshaw, do, do you think Peter Mitchell would be standing at the plasma drinking scandal with the headshot of that person? No. Thank you. That's yep. all I need to know. And I, I, I don't have an issue but it with got, that. I'm it just got raising that. Somewhere. It would have got bottom of one or, you know, before we go to the break, you know. Yeah. They want to tick the box somewhere. And just let me sign off on it. Yes, I declare and put my hand up. I'm a mate of Matthew Lloyd. He could not have handled himself better. I agree with that. Throughout the whole process and has admitted that hindsight would not have him in that room at the time. Yep. Now, I want to get to something, Hutchie, because you and I have views on on gambling and how it's presented to the particular public. And You, you have views. I have views, yeah. Yep. And you like to distance your, your views from, from mine at times. Now, I did raise on this show some weeks ago that the Sydney Swans are in that zone of wanting to present to the world of being perfect and they, they're all about image. I've got no doubt there's a lot of substance to what they do. I, I love that footy club. It's probably my second football club when it's all said and done, I, I, from life. When they were back in the South Melbourne days, they are probably my still second favorite. I, I love the people who work for them. I think they're impressive people. They are high-end people. But, but. but here's the but, and this is what I raise, Archie, and there's no but about this. you really built up the uh, preamble to get to the but. It must be a heavy but coming. They, They... They want to present as though they're, they're, they are the perfect operators on, on, on everything. And there's a couple of issues that, that have made the news. And, and one of them was a big song and dance around the, we're not having any gambling in our stadiums on match day because we're above all, all of that. Yep. We also know too, they're taking 
money from an anti-gambling body in New South Wales. And again, that's all fine too. But they want to present that we are above the, the game and the game's on about the odds and everything. They've got a problem now because, and I love this guy too. I reckon he's a fantastic player. But they've got a problem with Tom Papley. I think he works for your station, SEN Track. He does do some stuff for us. Yeah. And there's also been an article published this week in the Australian Financial Review about his involvement in another podcast that promotes gambling. Called The Early Crow. Yeah. The headline was pretty provocative. Sydney Swans, no dickheads policy stretches thin. Wasn't it? Hmm. So what what you're saying is there's a story in the Oz yesterday that- I think uh, it's the AFR. To, oh, sorry, the AFR. Yeah. Tom and his great mate, uh, Jack Dickens, who's a professional uh, punter. Yep. Have started their own podcast for 48 minutes. Encouraging punting, which if it's a punting podcast, well, a, that's what you do. And a I'm, I'm a punter. A I'm, I'm a not fan. a fan. I'm a, I'm a punter. A I'm not fan. a fan. I'm not a racing fan. I'm a, I'm a racing punter. Yeah. yeah they haven't got Nick, Nick Blakey roped in. He's yeah. been described as a gun NRL punter. <laughs> well, it's not – when I read that last night, and we had this referred to us by one of our, our listeners, um, is, is, it, is it good for the, to be seen for an AFL player to be punting on the NRL? Is that is, – that's not an image I don't think anyone really wants these days, is it? The podcast is built no, as – it's not illegal. The podcast is built as two punting-obsessed humans just trying to find a way. <laughs> and again – in isolation, I love the way Tom Papley carries himself. Do you think a lot, a lot of the language is tongue in cheek? But when you actually put it phonetically, in when the it's story, in the text, it's yeah, always worse in text. It reads, it, reads, yeah. it reads roughly. I love the way he carries himself, and I have no issue with him being a punter because that's what he is, and he's quite proud of it. But it doesn't line up with what the Swans have no, chosen to present, but and all the other causes that the Sydney Swans have got, Hutchie. And yep. and again, I I get them all. I, I I understand it, and they do it as well as any club. Okay, let me table all of that. But they are also sponsored by an airline, which has got got some significant. Oh, you're back here again. Well, if you want to pick and choose your moments, if you want to pick and choose your moments, as a lot of people, ourselves included, do, you need to have everything lined up. So you want everyone to live on a moral high? No, 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 I don't. No, I don't. Perfectly into no, a no, neat no, box. no, actually, don't. No, no, don't, don't tell us. Don't tell me how to live my life. I, I can work it out. Okay, and I've, I've got a set of guidelines which have served me reasonably, Hutchie. Well, not always perfectly, but I know what I think is right and wrong. So, I don't need to be told by a footy club that, I, you know, it's, it's not good to gamble and it's not good to do other things. I, I know what's right and wrong in my eyes. Okay, I've got a own barometer. So the club can have its view, and it doesn't have to be entirely in step with Tom's, one of its players. Like, it's a, we're a pretty modern, progressive society, aren't we? To, to defend Tom for a moment, he loves the races. I know he does. He's got a good feel for it. He's yeah. a good judge. He's a very entertaining talent. But he's captain of the footy club. Have a look online. They're, 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 he's not captain? No, he's captain, Dane Rampey. Dane Rampey oh. has, has, has gone out of his way publicly. Other people, other leaders at the footy club have gone out of their way publicly to to bemoan gambling and to talk it down and as though it's one of the greatest evils of society. And, no, and it may well be the, in some people's lives. part lives. of the problem gambling uh, causing. Yeah, but they're taking money from the anti-gambling cause. I mean, they're not, yeah. not, I don't think they're doing this. I don't think they're doing anything without the money yeah, being attached to it. Well, it's a business. That's they're what they selling do. moderation, not abstinence, as we've talked about in the past. Mm. Tom, the language of Tom's podcast is a little bit inconsistent with that, to be fair. He's I, not selling moderation. I just think he needs to tone it back a little bit <laughs> and add some language around it that's consistent with the swans and it'll be fine. But, <laughs> but it did. It, you can't it, it line was up a, what he said. It was a that. fair whack by the AFR, wasn't it? You can't line up with some of the quotes that he that, that he said on that podcast with the Swans. How does that go down on this morning? Well, well you tell me. Tom Harley's the CEO and, and as good a person as there is in footy, 
I've just expressed I, my views on on don't ram it down yeah, our throats. But it'd be a cup, over a cup of coffee, wouldn't it? <laughs> Come and have a cup and have a chat. Hey Tom, um, look, just reading the uh, AFR made aware. stuff. Yeah, and Tom would have read the AFR. Look, we're not trying to stop you. No, no, we are. We we really endorse your, you know, we, we believe in freedom of speech around here and we believe in building your own career, but you couldn't just wheel this back. I mean, you can see how this reads and we've had them on the phone today and, yeah. Do you agree with what I'm saying about the airline policy too with the no. other the other pursuits of, of, of equality and freedom and fairness and life and then, then they take money from an airline that, is uh, is known operator in a space that's questionable at times in uh, human rights. I just it's it, a rabbit hole this that we've gone down many times before. But yeah, the line between I'm happy sports, to go down it, Hutchie. I've expressed my opinions. I'd like your opinion on it. The line between sports washing and what checks you take and don't take is very um, it's a very complicated matter. For the sport. checks always there. It's whether you take it to promote the airline that that has questionable rights, or you take the check from the other body that, that says. That's bad in another yeah. part of life. But you don't want to be told how to live your life. I don't. Okay, let's get on to this one then. The the voice, the voice to parliament. I think people are being sick of being told what to do. You're, you've swung right off the voice, haven't you? I'm, I've told you, I'm on record. I'm voting for it, okay? So I'm not changing my opinion on that yeah. and, and I'm happy. To, and do you think you have enough information on it? Uh, enough to know what what we're what's being put to us. Yeah, yeah. I've read I've read the the the, the two. Well, what points. is being put to us then? Well, it's 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 to put it to not acknowledge it in the in the constitution and and also and this is the contentious part to set up a an advisory body outside of it. I get there's some consternation around that because how that looks, who's on that. I get all that, but I don't think we're ever going to get to where I, I feel, I feel, this is my views, I'm not telling people what they can do. If they want to vote no, vote no. That's your individual right. There is a, there are, there is a serious issue as to, as to how that advisory body looks. And, and, I, and I get the concern over that and because what's, there's going to be rorts there somewhere. Mini Me's against it, I'm sure. I wouldn't know what he's on. Yeah. Mini Me, your brother, Mini Damo, who advises Peter Dutton. Again, I, I don't claim to know well, your what man's anyone against else it. Well, Peter Dutton's against it. So uh, anyway, we can advisor. talk about it. Stop doing what you normally do and divert so the family it. dinners. What are you going to do? How does this conversation? What, what are you going to do? No, no. Well, I'll tell you what I would like. I'd like more information. Oh, Archie, please. It's a bit thin on the- on Just give us an opinion yeah. for once, mate, and, and stop misrepresenting mine. Yeah, I think- um, What's your opinion? Well, you know, my view in life, we shouldn't let perfect get in the way of better. It feels better to me. But I'd like to, I'd like to have that reaffirmed with some more information. I reckon it's a no, and, and again, I don't I don't have an issue with you having a no on it. No, no, you didn't hear me. I said, what, what I, I do let, here is you sitting on the fence again. I wouldn't let perfect get in the way of better, and I I don't think. What it's, does that mean? Well, I think it's better to have a voice to parliament than yeah. not. So all things being equal, I'd be a yes. But what I would like to see is more information. You're not going to get any more information. I, I don't feel like it's being laid out in a manner that's well planned. Or I agree with or, that. I agree with that. And again, footy clubs. Footy clubs telling... Uh, You're against people having a social view and telling them what to do. No, I, I feel certain industries, and I think the AFL itself, the AFL itself, more so than the clubs, but again, this is just opinion, should have a position on these matters. I, I think they are high... You know, if, if you're going to run an entire group of people in an entire industry, I think you should. The individual clubs who, who, who are there for their supporters, well, they tell us they're, are they. Am I right in saying that? Yep. Their charter is to look after their members. Is that, am I being too simplistic in so that? So you think the code should have a view and clubs should stay out? Well, this is where I, I'm raising this as a talking point. This is where I think some of the anger, there's every single part of a person's life now is being told what to do and what not to do 
by, by, by former bodies that were once the escape parts of their lives. Yeah, but do you think people listen anymore to... I think they listen and actually rile at it. Yep. Yeah. People more Don't in... tell me what to do. People are more inclined to rebel against something they're told by someone of note. Yep. Than to go, oh, I'm going to fall in behind yep. that person because I trust them. Yep. And ultimately, what, what what would a footy club know more than the individual person anyway when it's what, what they should and shouldn't do anyway? I mean, j- just run your business, try and win enough games, make <laughs> finals, look after me as a yep. member. I, I don't need you to tell me what I want you to do in this referendum. Yep. Am I – that's not no, – is that point. unfair? Is that un- I understand your point. I think the AFL need to take a leadership position. I think it's – No, I, I agree with that, and, and I think they should. And the NRL do, and they have. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And I've got an opinion on this too. Do you think there's government monies attached to organisations presenting views to the public? Uh, I don't think it's. I don't think it harms their government policy. I don't think it's. It's not a stretch to think there's a lot of money attached to certain views. No, it? I don't think. I don't think it's. I don't think they're paid for their opinion. If that's what you're asking, but I don't think it. If you're actually being a good custodian of a government relationship, I don't think it harms it. Mm. Does it? Make I think the government assist? would be, The government would reasonably ask for a leadership position on these things from the people that they've. The government have funded a lot of sport. I don't think it's an unreasonable request of government to, to ask if, if, if that is indeed your view that you support our policy, could you make it public? I don't think that's an unreasonable request. It's the way the world works. Yep. Hey, Fo- follow the money. I'm surprised you haven't raised this yet. Um, let me get to this. You've been a crusader on tanking this year in 2023. A crusader? Stop, again, stop misrepresenting what I've said, Hutchie. I made a comment in, I think it was before round one, you maybe just after round one. I said what, and again, let's just get the facts on the fi- table. I'm going to finish my sentence here. No, no, I will you say- You accused Hawthorne of tanking. No, I didn't. I said there was a form of tanking in what they did in the trade period. I, I specifically that said, I do not didn't. make this comment and link it that to the 23 respect, matches. respectfully um, been the worst um, argued position of the calendar year and it's fallen apart at the seams. And the Hawthorne fans quite rightly have, have mocked, Hutchie, you, mocked you for that. Hutchie. You, where are they on the ladder right now? That, that, no, 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 no. Let's have, where are they on the ladder? So that right wasn't now? your finest Hutchie, hour. Hutchie. The Hawthorne. Where are they on the ladder? And I think where are they on the ladder? You've been rightfully lambasted for that view. Hutchie. Okay, I'm going to jump in here. They are sitting third last. The two teams below them are the worst two teams we've ever seen. Yeah, and they are two games below I'm the team to, sitting Hawthorne's not, even, Hawthorne's not even an argument. It's a no contest. You lost that one significantly weeks ago. They've won six matches and they won eight last year. I'm oh, mo- please. They're in good form. I'm moving to West Coast. Oh, they're in great form. West Coast on the weekend. So Nathan Buckley put this on the agenda yesterday. Hey, we just want to move off this. I want to have this Hawthorne conversation. Oh, no, Hawthorne's not even an argument. No, no, you, 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 you haven't got one. No, you haven't you, got you one. You've destroyed on Hawthorne. You haven't got one. No, <laughs> oh, it, it serves your reputation no good going into the no, Hawthorne No, I want to have it. I want no, to have the it's, conversation. It's an embarrassment. I want to have it. No, let's have it. You're embarrassed by your Hawthorne let's, this year. No, no, okay, let's have it. We're not moving on to West Coast until we have the Hawthorne one. West Coast. Nathan Buckley said. Hawthorne. I'm having a Hawthorne conversation. It's, it's, you're bringing a toothpick to a sword fight on Hawthorne. How are you? Are you reckon it's the fact they're 16? You accuse them of tanking, and they've a had one form of, the, of tanking one of the, in their trade period. One of the great, one of the great industrious resets of the list that oh. I've seen in football, and have won six games doing it. Where everyone said they wouldn't be competitive. Oh my god! And the only person, the only thing that they've still been, won match two less matches than what they won last year. The only thing that hasn't been competitive in this year was your argument. That's the only thing that hasn't stood up. That is the weakest pushback. That is the weakest pushback you've ever mounted in an argument. Well, it's not even a contest. I just feel a bit embarrassed just climbing in on you. I feel embarrassed you've actually tabled this and you've come up with that. Nathan Buckley said yesterday that he felt when West Coast hit the front with a minute 10 to go, that um, West Coast weren't necessarily, I'm paraphrasing him, 
But he said, why wasn't there a player behind? And this behind? was the game against Essendon on the weekend. Why wasn't there a player behind the ball yep. when they hit the front, that yep. one point in front? Why wasn't there? There's since been a vision emerge of what seems to be Adam Simpson on the bench uh, saying no plus one, you know, making the signal, don't put the player behind the ball. Now, by the way, um, putting a player behind the ball is defendable in his position. You know, uh, Brisbane on the weekend, for instance, who've long been doing it, Gunston behind the ball, they didn't do it at the death against Fremantle because they felt there's a better way one-on-one to try and win the game. So it is a defendable position. But the critics have come quickly for Adam Simpson that he didn't roll one oh, back. I haven't heard one critic on it. Oh, this is, this story will... Uh, mer- will it? Yeah, this will be next 48 hours. Or so. Well, give me your opinion, seeing you're across it. Yeah, I will. I'm about to, if, if I can get to it. Um, my opinion is this. He wasn't tanking. He wasn't trying to lose the game. But he didn't use a lever at his disposal to enhance their chance of winning. Yep. So if that's a final or if that's must win to make the finals... You put a man back? Unquestionably, there's a player going back. If they are at a different phase... They only had a minute. I mean, it's... You only had a minute. No, everyone does. And, and you set up Everyone six, in that six, situation six. does it. If they've got – if they're in a position to – if they desperately needed that win, that player's going back. I don't uh, mind him not doing it, but he he didn't use a well, lever that was there. Well, what don't you do – use the phrase I used? Is is that what you – are you saying that's a form of tanking? I oh, know. You've, you've got a – you've used cute words around it. I'm saying he didn't – he didn't. No, no, use, what are you saying? I don't know what you're saying. Are yeah, you, I'm did saying. Tank? Did he tank? He didn't Hutch, use. Craig Hutchison, for the record, did Adam Simpson tank? No. To be clear, no. So what are you talking about it for then? Because he didn't. Oh, he now, didn't now try, you're being cute. He didn't try and stop them winning. He didn't He didn't make a move. Now you're being cute. You want the headline, but you don't want the, well, the responsibility a, of the headline. Did, no, he, no. did he tank? I think there's a. I spoke about this last night on Footy Class, but I think there's a clear difference. D- did he try and stop them winning? No. Yeah. Did he use everything in his power to win? No. And if you're in that situation yourself, and Harley reads up for grabs, Damo, you're not going to go out of your way to stop that outcome. Like if you, I, I think he got to a point where if we win, we win. That's fine. I'm proud of the players. We've got our way back in the game. But am I going to sweat this like it's a grand final? No. So what do you expect to happen out of it? Nothing. Because it was just so... Well, why are we talking about it? Well, because you've, you've, you've had the taking year of... of of, uh, what are we talking about? You've it? had a nightmare tanking year. I'm I just trying to put... Hutchie, they've won less games than they did last year. They are sitting above two teams yeah. as bad as we've ever seen. And I... now, now you're talking about West Coast and you want to, you want to have the headline but not the not the responsibility. No, I don't think he gave them every chance to win. Well, what does that mean? I think he was he used the rules within his, within his means. He didn't go out of his way to manufacture a win. I don't think it was in their interest to win. It wasn't in their interest to win. And that's the system, right? Mm. It wasn't. He was not. He was unmotivated. The system was not of a motivating factor to be life and death on the win. So, do you expect it to be pursued? No, because it is defendable. It was disguisable, and it was pretty well done. But the players were playing to win till the last second of that game. They were sweating it. They were going for everything. Yeah. But I just thought there was one lever he could have used to be if, if winning was life and death. All right. Let's head to the question of the week. On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to Drinkwise. We'll go to Nick, and it's via X. It's hard to get your head around. You don't like X, do you? No, I don't. 
I don't. It looks sinister on the screen. Yeah. I like the little cute little blue bird. But anyway, via X, F1 recently had a broadcast produced purely for kids with kid commentators and a kid-friendly digital experience. How long till we see this kind of production in AFL or NRL? Yeah, it'll definitely happen, F1. Uh, sorry, Nick. Is it Nick via X? <laughs> yes. I yes. thought it was F1. <laughs> Referring around to F1. Yep. Yeah, um, we'll see different bents or different takes on content more and more and more, and kids will be part of that. And the way kids are consuming content so differently, it means it'll be necessary. Do, do people need the rights, though, to actually be able to do that? Depends whether you are calling or uh, you are an observational product demo, as I called SEN track Well, last that's week. something else on the screen here, too, on our, on our running sheet. Uh, Paul Montgomery poses uh, this. Learn some new industry jargon this week, quote, observational product used by Craig Hutchie to describe SEN track on sounding board. I didn't pick up on this. I think he just made it up, but it's a nicely descriptive phrase. I guess fan footy is, an, fan footy is another one of those. Is it a thing? I think it's a thing. I observational think, product. Yeah, I think people watching along with, sharing with, or being part of someone else consuming something is, is a huge emerging part of media, the voyeurism of it and the shared experience. Just back on- That's why on, Gogglebox was before its time. Just back on what Nick has- posed there. I'm assuming you get a dozen of these a week. Suggestions on how the broadcast experience of an AFL game could be better. You know, the the, the over the um, you know stool and bench in a bar type of arrangement that people often suggest, and I'm assuming they pitch it to you too. Can people just do that without having the rights to the game itself? Uh, no, technically, but the scraping and content that we're seeing now on platforms like TikTok and like the the way people are using vision for themselves is could you do it? Could you do it off the TV, so to speak? Yeah. So people could do that. Well, well, no, you can't pinch vision, but everyone seems to be, don't they? Hmm. Doesn't make it right. Is that the next phase for I us? I think the less sophisticated you are, the more likely you are to get away with it. I think yeah. if you're a you know, you're a media outlet or you're a Consolidated business. For the moment it gets some traction, you're in trouble. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yep. The big boys will uh, come down and get you. All right. That was the sounding board. You're a bit sensitive about the Hawks. I didn't realise you'd, you'd taken so personally with the poor year you've had on the tanking stuff. I'll, I'll give you another three minutes, five minutes to, <laughs> to make your case again because you haven't done it yet. No point. When, when, when it's six love, six love, six love, there's no point. Uh, when they're sitting above two of the worst teams we've ever seen and they're two games away from maybe finishing 15th. Yeah, so I, we're celebrating a team that's third last on the ladder. I think it's been a uh, a knockout punch win for me. Per, per, personally, this new, I feel a bit bad about get, about beating up on you when the when the argument's so thin. That new, was the sounding board. New, new way of uh, celebrating success: the the team that's sixteenth on the ladder for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose the Drinkwise. Thanks for listening to the Sounding Board podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email thesoundingboard at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at Sounding Board EP and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to Drinkwise.